0: Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Episode 29, we are going to recap December 2021 and kind of just go over some physical issues that I had or I'm having and things that I'm dealing with, some emotional stuff, some food issues I'm still kind of dealing with, and some positive things that I'm doing there, as well as some pivots that I had to make on a couple different uh, trips this last month. This episode will be coming out on Tuesday the 4th, and I weigh myself um, on Mondays now, so let's get into it. We can just start there. That's kind of a physical thing. So I have shifted to weighing myself every Monday instead of every single day. Uh, I am recording this episode on the 1st on New Year's Day, which is a Saturday, so I haven't weighed myself yet, but I'm pretty confident I'm still going to be in the 240s. I've been... A little bit up and down between 242, 245, even getting to 249 uh, this last month, but always staying in the 240s. I've been diligent, I've been working hard, I've been exercising, I've been running, I've been going to the gym, I'm still riding my bicycle. Uh, I I just got my derailleur fixed and upgraded. Uh, It was totally user error. Uh, I was, um, I don't know if there's any gearheads out there, but also don't know if you call bicycle nerds gearheads. I think that might be a car term. Anyway, who cares? So uh, I was riding my bike and I would uh, shift into a harder gear if I was going downhill. And as I was shifting into a harder gear, I wouldn't give it a half second pause. And then my foot would kind of slip and it would crunch down into that gear instead of glide into that gear and so it would be kind of abrupt and it would be a little shocking and it happened every time and I kind of live in the so I I have like like a 24 speed track and so uh uh one two three three uh are the main uh the main gears On the front end and then uh, one through eight are the smaller gears on the back end and I kind of live in the two to three on the front end I hardly ever get into the one so two to three not a problem transition perfectly Uh, and and I kind of also live in the six to eight range on the back end so I'm usually either six seven or eight I hardly ever if ever get to five and I never use four through one just because I don't ever really have a reason to go that light. Uh, I'm hardly ever if ever going up a hill that's so long and arduous that I would need to do that. So because I live kind of in that six to eight range and that two to three range, it's very rare that I would have to shift harder continuously. But if I let's say was in a four going uphill, and then all of a sudden I'm going downhill, I'm going to crank five, six, seven, Eight, schlemiel, schlemazel. Anyway, so <laughs> I, uh, if I do more than five seconds of that, I have to pay Laverne and Shirley, so I, I can't afford that. Uh, so any, so I digress. Uh, so, uh, so if I'm shifting five to six and six to seven and seven to eight, then uh, I need to give it a half second for the gears to figure out what's happening and let them kind of transition smoother. So it's like pedal, 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 So what I'm doing is like pedal, pedal, pedal. So imagine if the snapping is a shift. So I'll be like pedal, 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 like that. So I'm shifting while I'm, while I'm pedaling. And what I need to do is pedal, 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 pedal. And so it'll go like that. So there needs to be just a half second click. I can actually see it on my monitor. It is just about... A half second exactly so that's pretty much what the timing needs to be is like pedal 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 pause pedal 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 pause pedal 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 pedal. and in those pauses is when you shift the gear so that's what needs to happen and uh, I just wasn't doing that so anyway I upgraded my derailleur now I have a more formidable Derailer and all is well in the world so I I got that that's going great so I'm riding my bike I'm going to the gym three days a week or trying Uh, it just rained here for like two weeks straight and thankfully for a few of those days I was in uh, Henderson Nevada visiting my sister with my parents and my wife and we're having Christmas in in uh, in Henderson Uh, it's so easy to say Vegas Uh, there she's just on the outskirts of Vegas but um, I like to say Henderson because I don't want everyone to think that I was just like at casinos all day and gambling we actually only went to her house we didn't walk into any other buildings the whole time we were there which is fantastic it's my favorite way to visit somebody especially during a pandemic is just to visit them in their uh, domicile and then leave that place and go home that's it that's all you get to do we didn't go out to eat anywhere we didn't visit any shops or anything we went on walks lots of walks and i went on runs uh, every day but um so anyway so i uh, i again digress so i i've been riding my bike and running and going to the gym and i had my bike fixed and everything was good and the biggest thing physically with all of that is is getting out there and actually doing these exercises doing these workouts motivating myself to to be all doing all these things and 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 running these uh, 5Ks and, and, and whatnots. And I actually did a 5K this morning as it's the, the first of January. And uh, I have this kind of new rule, uh, in, in the new year in that if I don't have anything scheduled for that month, I need to do a 5K at the top of the month. This kind of came about when, uh, December came and and I didn't have anything for December, but I had something in November for a turkey trot. And I thought, well, I want to do something for December and I want to kind of celebrate that. So I'll do a 5k to celebrate. And then I thought, well, shit, if I don't have anything else going on in a month, I don't have any races coming up or anything, then I'll just do a 5k. And if I do, then I'll just be training for that other thing that I'm doing. So January, I don't have anything scheduled. So I ran a 5k on my own this morning did a decent, um, I mean, it wasn't, uh, uh, personal best or anything. I didn't PB, if you will, and I'm sure you will, but, uh, it, it was really good and I felt really good about it. I was very confident. I, I, I went, uh, down to a local park here called Discovery Park and I just started at Discovery Park and I just ran the bike trail, uh, all the way past the school, uh, and, uh, got to, uh, this trash can that's, uh, exactly, uh, half a 5k away. It's, it's one6 Miles away, and then I turned around and I ran back, and I didn't stop at all. I ran the whole thing nonstop. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. Uh, it felt really good, really motivated, really excited. I was I was a little mean to myself. I was a little nice to myself. I was kind of all over the place, but it felt good, kind of all around. Now I did all that, and and I and I did my five k next month. I have an eight k. That I'm doing with the lovely Michelle. She and I are going to walk this 8K in Brea. Which is going to be lovely and wonderful and nice. And then after that in March. Uh, I'm going to do uh, a 5K. And then in April. I was going to. So this is really interesting. I was going to do the Pasadena Try in March. But I went to go sign up for it. And nothing against the Pasadena Tri. I love it. I loved it last year when I did it in September. It was wonderful. It was one of my favorite. Uh, races ever in the history of ever, but I went to go sign up and it was like a hundred bucks to sign up for this thing, and you had to activate this like membership to USTA, and I just uh not USTA, but it's USA Triathlon, so USAT, and I don't care enough to pay for a membership for a month for or a one time pass. I just thought it was so gross that I just decided I'm not going to do it. I'm going to kind of write my own triathlon so what i'm doing is i'm i'm gonna do an la fitness that's the they're not a sponsor although they should be so write those letters everybody uh but (laughs) i'm gonna do an la fitness triathlon which is basically you just go run on a treadmill for five kilometers and then you hop on a um on a stationary bicycle for 15 kilometers and then you go swim in the pool for the same 400 meters or 200 meters or whatever and then you're done and then you can take a shower and you could leave and no one is there. No one is watching you. No one cares, uh, which is the best part that you're not causing someone to have to drive out to be there to cheer you on while you do one quick lap in a <laughs> running by them and then three quick laps biking by them. And then they have to hoof it all the way over to the pool to be there and see you come out with a shirt off and your swim trunks on and just weird just a weird vibe altogether so I'm just doing that on my own I was going to do it in March the same time that the Pasadena try was but I thought to myself again I did a 5k in January February I'm doing an 8k March I'll do a 5k so then in April I'll do the try and then May I'll do a 5k so anyway so back and forth it'll just be like a 5k and then a race then a 5k and a race so there's like a this really cool sugar daddy race that's happening in Santa Clarita in June Uh, I'm going to sign up for that as well. And these are the things that like running that 5K this morning or doing the 5K even in December or doing the 5K in November even, there are these moments that I'm running and I look down and I see my feet running. And even in the morning, if I do like my mile and a half run or something, I'll look down and just watch my feet running in front of me. And I just think to myself, there's so many thoughts I have. But one of the primary thoughts is, This is amazing. And not only is it amazing, like, oh, this is so cool that I can run coming from where I came from, being as fat as I was, having as much difficulty as I had walking even, to get to being able to run is such a physical difference and such an emotional difference in Wanting to run, loving to run. I, I, I think I mentioned this before, but I was talking to a coworker of mine, Chris Lancy, and shout out to Chris. He listens to every episode. I love that guy. He's so great. He even sent me a Christmas card. He just stand up dude and he's from Santa Clarita. So double shout out to, to Lancy. I call him Lancy. So, uh, I was talking to Lancey about it and he he runs he just didn't he was gonna do an Ironman in Sacramento and it kind of fell apart and they canceled the whole thing but he's gonna do another one and I don't know where but I'm I'm stoked for him but anyway uh back to the point I was talking to Lancey and I said something to him like I really love running but it's one of the worst things for you and and he was kind of taken aback and he's like, what what do you mean? Explain that. And I said, well, it's, it's terrible on your knees. And eventually runners tend to like start ignoring their knees and the, the pain in their knees. And then that becomes a hip pain, which then low, lower back pain and then shoulder pain and neck pain. And all of these Things are all interrelated, and so you're going to start having major issues. So I I love running. I honestly think it's one of my favorite things to do in in the world. Uh, I love playing tennis uh, a lot, and I, I like swimming just because of the the buoyancy of it all. But but I really 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 enjoy running a lot. I really love it. Uh, and I'm going to do it until I can no longer do it. Until my body says, you know what, we're good. Thank you. And then I'll switch to bicycles. And then I, after bicycles and my body says, you know what? We're totally done. Then I'll switch to swimming. But for now, it's it's absolutely one of my favorite things. Um and I like, I like biking too. I've, I've always really enjoyed going on bike rides. I went on a very long bike ride with, uh, with the lovely Michelle recently. She actually bought a new bike. She bought an Aventon Pace 500. Uh, it's, uh, and, uh, it's an electric, uh, bike that has pedal assist and a throttle switch and everything. And she's super excited about it. Just waiting on the, uh, case, uh, the display, uh, Protector to come in the mail and then she will be ready and able to go on a full bike ride, uh, again. But she had a little minor crash. She's totally fine. And, uh, she cracked her display. So we had to buy a new display. It was a whole thing. But anyway, um, so physically, uh, kind of breaking things down is weight wise. I'm, I'm good and, and, Mentally, w- with regards to weighing myself, I'm good. Uh, riding my bicycle and running and going to the gym is good. Uh, upgrading my bike uh, is great, and I'm going to go on a bike ride tomorrow. And um, going on a bike ride with Michelle in the future is something I'm really looking forward to. And there's been this thing that I've kind of been mildly obsessed with. I, I get a little obsessed with these things. There was the five Y's that was very a big deal for me for a while. And uh, I used it in therapy, and I used it in business, and I used it in uh, all these different scenarios. Uh, recently, it's been eating the frog. The, the eating the frog is a thing I just learned about. Somebody was somebody was making a comment about being in business and then knowing all these little you can. And it was something like you can know what color your parachute is, or you can know that you have to eat that frog, or who moved your cheese, but you that none of that means shit and I know about who moved my cheese and I know about parachute colors but I didn't know anything about eating the frog and I I turned to Michelle and I was like what is eating the frog and then she explained it to me eating the frog is if you have a daunting task if you have something that is that is on your plate that you absolutely have to do and you are just wrecked thinking about having to do it You should do that thing first. Then you get that out of the way and you don't worry about it. And the the second part is if you have to eat two frogs, then you should eat the bigger one first. And I just love that. And it's interesting to me because I eat the frog. That That is what I do. I The very first thing I do is eat the frog. When I wake up in the morning, as good as I know I'm going to feel when I'm done running or when I'm done going to the gym or I'm done from my bike ride... I say this sentence more often than I think any other sentence in my life, which is the last thing I want to do in my whole life is this thing. And then this thing is interchangeable with going on a run, going on a bike ride, going for anything, whatever. The last thing I want to do in my life is go for a run this morning, is do a 5K this morning, is go for a bike ride this morning, is go to the gym this morning. But as soon as I'm done doing that thing I didn't want to do, as soon as I'm done eating that frog, I am so happy. I am so just, I think, relieved and euphoric and just content and proud of myself and really just, I mean, I I don't want to uh, sprain my elbow by patting myself on the back I'm sure that's not the right way to say that phrase, but I think it's dislocate your shoulder. I don't want to dislocate my shoulder, patting myself on the back. But I'm really good at eating the frog. It's something that I'm I kind of hone in on uh, with myself. So that that's that's been kind of the physical breakdown uh, as of late. Emotionally, I, I, I've had a few other things that have been going on. Uh, I had a cigar for the first time in a long time. Uh, I know that doesn't seem like a really big emotional thing. Uh, however, I, I will say uh, b- cigars for me were always a, a, kind of a once a month thing and and something that I, I, I did for a while. I also used to smoke hookah and I also used to vape, but also those were kind of few and far between. I, mean, I had a lot of friends that would like smoke hookah every day or vape every day. And for me, it was just like a fun thing, a relaxing thing, a social thing. I really enjoy it. And I really get a lot of pleasure out of it, and I really missed it for a while. And I didn't want to do it until the one-year mark of my surgery. And even though I hadn't had a cigar for like six months prior to my surgery, I still didn't want to do it. You know, COVID had hit, and everything was kind of crazy. And so I think after March, I kind of didn't have a cigar. So really, it was... Uh, a year and like nine months that I hadn't had a stick, and so I had one in December, and it was lovely. And then I just thought to myself, you know, I really earned this. I ran my five k that morning, and then uh, or uh, the day before, and then the next day I went and had a stick, and I was like, I really earned this, and I really enjoyed it. You know, I really got into it, and so I I, I kind of said to myself, this is how I'm going to treat myself in every month is I'm going to have a cigar. It's going to be my reward uh, after doing something positive. So I do my 5k, I have a cigar. Now, this is the interesting thing. I actually spoke with my nutritionist last month and she was telling me, uh, do you, do you, are you like smoking still? Are you doing all that stuff? And I said, I have like about a cigar a month. And she was like, I don't know if I recommend that. And I, and I said, well, listen, here's the way I look at it is, I'm training every other day. I'm going to the gym. I'm running. I'm biking. I'm ad nauseum, right? I do all these things, and then I have a treat. I treat myself to one cigar a month. It's not that big of a deal, really. It's it's not even considered smoking. Her response was something that I really appreciate. There's uh, we have a family friend, uh, not a family friend. Sorry, uh, uh, Michelle and I have a friend. Named Ari. And Ari is one of these guys who I adore. Ari is one of these people that I I mistakenly called this trait earnest, but it's not being earnest. And I don't quite know what it is, but uh, I'm just going to describe it to you. If you say something to Ari like, Oh, it's really cold outside. And most people would go, Yeah, it is kind of cold. I guess you should get a jacket or something. Ari would go, it's actually not that cold. It's um The temperature right now, uh, with relation to the average temperature, is actually higher than normal. And it's actually very sunny and nice out there. And there's no wind. It just seems a little cold, maybe, because the house is so warm. I really appreciate these people because they don't just acquiesce to the lowest common denominator, right? They're not just going to agree with you to be agreeable, and they're not going to just agree with you to shut you up. They are going to share with you their thoughts on something. And my nutritionist did that when I said to her, well, one cigar a month, if I'm training this hard and doing all these things, isn't really going to be a killer. And normal people would go, yeah, I guess you're right fuck it. Who cares? It's not my lungs. It's not my body. You want to do that, do it until you can't and then stop doing it. But ultimately, it's your choice and your body and the fuck do I care, right? But she was like, no, I still don't think that's a good idea. But maybe talk to your doctor about it. Maybe talk to a medical professional outside of me. But ultimately, I don't think that that's a good move for you. And I was like, that's great. I love that. I really appreciate that. So anyway, regardless uh, or irregardless, which is uh, incorrect, but I can't stop myself from hearing the term irregardless. Anytime somebody says the term regardless, now you know that about me. And I'm going to have a cigar uh, either tomorrow or Monday. I haven't decided. I'm off on Monday too, but I don't know which day I'm going to have a cigar, but I'm very much looking forward to it. So that's going to be back to like a monthly thing of if you do your, your 5K or 8K or whatever triathlon or whatever you're doing at the top of the month, then you can have a cigar the, the weekend following that. That'll be great. Um, um, and that's an emotional thing for me. That's something that, that I'm very connected to and I'm very, uh, I look very much forward to it and it kind of helps motivate me throughout my day emotionally it's 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 been a bit of a challenge to not eat all my food or not even keep the food nearby just in case I get hungry again so I've been better about putting about half my food away before eating it or even pushing my plate physically away and not eating the rest of it uh that's been something that's been emotionally difficult for me because I'm very uh, connected to my food and I'm very connected to my plate of food. So generally speaking, if we get uh, to-go food or we get food delivered, I tend to take half of it, put it in a Tupperware immediately before I even plate myself. So I'm not even tempted by the other half of the food. And I usually end up eating half of the half. So I end up eating about a quarter of it. But that's been a bit of a challenge, a bit of an issue. It's a little bit of a food issue. It's a little bit of an emotional thing. But I'm working through it. I did get a little bit more comfortable with drinks in general. Uh, I I ordered uh, a couple cherry Cokes uh, recently. That went really well. Uh, I'm still not really keen on carbon too much. I try to stay very carbon light. And um, uh, I did find a really new uh, cool drink that I like. Uh, There's a a bar called Mr. Furley's and they have a drink called the Jack Tripper, which is honey bourbon, iced tea and lemonade. So basically it's uh, Arnold Palmer with honey bourbon. So like a spiked Arnold Palmer, Uh, spiked honey Arnold Palmer is really what it's called. And so I love that drink. There's no carbonation. I love iced tea. I love uh, I love lemonade and I love honey bourbon that's really great. I've been getting more into that a little bit. I've been having some bourbon cream with my coffee, a little Baileys with my coffee in the holiday season. And this has been a thing that I was very concerned about, you know, emotionally speaking about drinking alcohol or drinking uh drinks in just in general is something that is very difficult to Get your head around, wrap your head around the idea that you're not going to be able to have a drink. I know something that was very, very difficult for me to come to terms with was the cannoli Situation. I had a visceral reaction when I realized how much I love cannolis, and I forgot to have one in my food buy tour before my surgery. And I just thought, well, if I'm gonna have dumping syndrome, I'm never gonna be able to eat another cannoli. And I got so sad about it. I was viscerally upset and I physically felt that pain. And I don't have dumping syndrome at all. I don't get uh that through sugar or anything like that. So I've had a cannoli, I, I've had one in the last year. But I've had it and it felt great to have it. And alcohol was kind of on that level too. I don't drink a lot. I've never been a big drinker. But it's nice to be able to have a drink and just relax a little and let loose. And so having that option of not having a carbonated drink but having an Arnold Palmer with honey bourbon, that that sounds great to me. I, I like that a lot. So I'm definitely more comfortable with that. And then also emotionally just hanging out with family hanging out with coworkers, hanging out with friends, and everyone just being so supportive and 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 positive and complimentary and it's just been just lovely and wonderful this last year and and specifically the last month when we all just kind of got back together to have a little, you know, us time and friend time and work time and and everything and and it's just been it's been great and I've really appreciated it. With regards to food issues, um, I, I went to dinner with with my friend Norma, and uh, we went to, for her birthday, and uh, all the food came out, and everything was great. I'd made myself a tiny little sandwich of one slice of lavash bread, and then some yogurt and you know onions or whatever. So I had that little tiny like maybe a four inch square piece of bread with some yogurt and, and uh, onion and, and uh, sumac on it, right? So I had that, and then I had like maybe three or four pieces of kebab, and then I had like maybe two or three spoonfuls of rice, and I was full, just like that. Instead of getting so emotionally wrapped up in the, the sadness of not being able to finish my meal and having all these leftovers and everything, I physically pushed my plate away and I asked for a to-go box. Now we, I mean, Norma was halfway done with her dinner right? So I just asked for a to-go box, not that big of a deal. The server came back, brought me to go box, and I just started putting my food in there and putting aside and putting in a bag and pushing it over to the edge of the table and just having the rest of my conversation with Norma and talking about whatever we're going to talk about. And to me, that's a really big win in my book, but it's something that I deal with when it comes to Quality over quantity and wanting to keep that plate of food next to me so that if I feel like there's a little bit more space opened up now, maybe I can grab a bite. That's not what I'm supposed to do, and I need to be better about that so i'm I'm really doing better about physically pushing my plate away. Uh, the holidays are tough the holiday sweets are very dangerous. Uh, Michelle uh, really treated uh, our neighbors to a really nice thing. She made some cookies and Rice Krispies and peanut butter balls and handed them out to the the neighbors and brought some to Henderson with us for the family and gave some to our loving friend uh, Derek. Shout out to Derek. And uh, it was really great. The biggest problem was there was just a bunch of this stuff in the house. So I had to know my limits. But outside of just knowing your limits... I had to do it this way, the same way I treat myself for the cigar, I had to treat myself to the sweets. So I had to say to myself, if I want to eat these sweets, then what do I have to do to earn them? Once I can figure that out, then I can decide whether I can have them or not. But ultimately, that's what it it breaks down to. And that's what I did. So if I'm going to have a Rice Krispie treat and a peanut butter ball, then I need to walk around the block. And that's my payment to have that sweet that for have that to in order to have that reward for have that reward, you have to walk around the block. I'm going to keep all that in. So that's the thing. That's the kind of the food issues a little bit. There's the sweets and the, and the, the dinner and the overeating and all of that. And all of that comes down to like, again, it, it, so much of this is emotional of knowing your limits, being physically incapable of eating anymore but emotionally still wanting to eat more and a lot of that is you know leading perfectly into the next segment which is pivots being able to pivot the food that you're eating or the exercises that you're doing is the thing that kind of helps me be able to deal with the emotional side of everything so i'll give you two examples but i'll stay i'll start with the easier one so i stayed two nights in henderson at my sister's place with my loving wife and my mom and dad right i run every day or i go to the gym or i ride my bike well we didn't bring my bike with us because that would be silly for a two day two night three day trip you don't bring a bicycle with you so that just seemed ridiculous so i was just gonna run every day there's no la fitness out there That's close enough. I didn't want to drive to a gym. I thought it was silly. So I was like, okay, I ran the morning before we left. So that's my morning. I'm good. So that's Friday morning. I'm good. We get there. Saturday morning, I'm going to run. Sunday morning, I'm going to run. And then we're done. So Saturday morning, actually, excuse me, let me rephrase. Saturday morning, I'm going to run. Sundays, I'm off. So I don't run on Sundays. So I'm taking the day off. Great. So what do I do? I ran Friday morning, we get down to Brea, we go with my parents, and we go down to Henderson. We get to Henderson, we hang out, we do the whole thing. Saturday morning, I wake up, I had Google searched this area, and I knew there was a a park nearby, but I hadn't really seen it, and I hadn't really paid a lot of attention. And my sister had told me before, you go down the street, you make a right, you go, and then you make a left, and then the park is there. And... So I went down that street, I made a right, I walked down and when I made a left on the corner of the street, there was a park and albeit it was a small park, I didn't want to judge my sister's park. So I just said, okay, no problem, I'll go to this park. And it was small, but there was a path around it. And it was maybe the size of like a front yard of a corner lot house. And so going from one entrance all the way around the perimeter of this area that had a little walking path back to the top of that entrance again was one-tenth of a mile and I, I clocked it on my watch and I thought okay great so it's about a quarter mile here it's a quarter mile back I'm gonna run 10 times around this park that'll be a mile it'll be a mile and a half total so I did that. I did just that. I went, I ran around, around, around 10 times. I did two times, turned around, two times backwards so that I wouldn't keep making the same right turn and potentially fuck up my ankle or anything. So I did that, turned around, went back, turned around, went back, turned around, went back. So I kept doing that over and over and over again, 10 times total, got to one and a quarter, checked my watch, hit the road, got back, ran back to my sister's house, hit the one and a half mile marker, bam, Bob's your uncle, all done. Right? Great. So that's all finished. Everything is good. I go back. I tell my sister, yeah, I went over there and I w- ran around the park. She's like, you ran around the whole park? Yeah, yeah, I ran around the whole park. She goes, are you sure? I go, yeah, I did it 10 times. She goes, you did not run around this park 10 times. This is like a huge, like loopy, trail-y thing that goes all the way up. In the, and I was like, oh, no, no, I, I, this corner park. She's like, oh, that's like, that's like a kid's park. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. Regardless, the point is... I pivoted, I went over there, I ran around that little park, the next day, she took us to the real park, holy shit, this thing is legit, I went up there, we went, we walked around, oh no, I'm sorry, we walked there that day, and then the next day, we walked all the way up and all the way around the park and everything, and it was so beautiful and so wonderful, it was great, I love that park, it's actually uh, something that would make me want to live in Henderson, is having that park, having that trail, the hiking trail up at the top. Oh my God, it was wonderful. It was great. My point about all that is I pivoted though. I knew that I was going to run. I figured it out. I went even getting to the wrong park, still trying to figure out how I'm going to make this happen, how I'm going to make this work for me. And I did. And it it worked out fine. And I even went for a second walk later on that day. And then, you know, the, the run in the next day and the walk the next day and everything. All of that worked out. I ended up losing weight. Uh, over that, that weekend that we stayed in, in, in Henderson with my sister. But all of that was because of pivots. And, and a better example and a, and a deeper example of pivoting is when I go stay with my grandfather. Now, my grandfather, uh, I've mentioned a million times on this podcast and I'll mention a million more. Uh, I'm Iranian, so we just, uh, as a people, like to offer a lot of food, a lot of, uh, you know, anytime you go to an Iranian person's house, oh, let me bring you fruit. Let me bring you sweets. Let me get you tea. Let me get you lunch, breakfast, dinner, stay the night, stay the week. It's, uh, it's just constant, constant asking, asking. And I was, uh, I, I go there. I tell him, look, I'm going to come for a week. I'm going to stay. I'm going to work downstairs. I'm going to come upstairs. We're going to hang out. Everything's going to be cool you just can't ask me if I want food all the time because I'm on a very specific diet. I bring my own food and that's all I do. And I run in the morning and I have my shakes that I drink and you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You got it. No problem. I'll leave you alone. And I was like, great, cool. And now to his credit, for the most part, he leaves me alone. So when I go there, I bring my own food. i I run in the mornings. I have my shake. I have a, a lunchable or like a some little P3 snack, something or meat stick or whatever for lunchtime and my, my yogurts. And then for dinner, I'll, you know, have dinner with him, uh, whatever he's having, or I'll make something or whatever it is. But I run every day because there's no gym out there, or I'll play tennis with my cousin and that'll burn a ton of calories. And one of the days that I was there it was pouring pouring rain and it was going to rain all day. And I just thought to myself, well I definitely don't want to like start working and start, you know, get getting on my campaigns and everything. And then it's raining even harder and then my anxiety's going to build and then everything's going to be terrible and I don't have an alternative workout option. There's no, there's no gym I can say I'm going to go to. There's no, there's no other option. There's nothing else I can do. So what's the best plan of action here? It's, Put your raincoat on, put your long pants on, put, you know, two pairs of socks on and just go for it, kid. Just go for a run, put your hat on and just get out there. And I did. I went and I ran in the rain and it was terrible and it was cold and it sucked and it was bad and it was slow and everything was miserable. But I'll tell you something at the end of it, soaked pants, soaked shoes, soaked shirt under the jacket, sweating cold everything it was done it was over I didn't have to think about it I washed all my clothes I took a shower I nailed my day it was fantastic and the next day it wasn't raining at all and I went for a lovely run the next day and I really appreciated it even a little bit more but those are the things it's very easy to say in that moment, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to run today. And yeah, who gives a shit? Fuck it, don't run that day and run the next Sunday. And that's your day off or whatever, right? You just can't miss more than two days in a row. So you can skip that day. But if that's a Monday and you skip Sunday, then you got to run on Tuesday. And I just thought to myself, well, if I can run, I can run and I'm going to try it. So I did that. So I I did that. I walk at night. Sometimes when I'm out there, I run and I uh, run around there for a mile and a half. It's just lovely. And even though the discussion with my grandfather and the food and everything can be a little bit difficult at times, it's one of those things that once you establish that, once you, you kind of pivot that moment and, and, and explain to them, I'm on my own diet. I'm on my own regimen. I have to do these things. Then it just kind of becomes a, a part of the, the emotional stay overall. Right. So that's kind of the, the pivoting that I did there. So. With regards to the physical aspect, the emotional aspect, the food issues I'm still kind of trying to push through, the pivoting that I'm doing, you know, I'm in a really great place right now. I'm very happy with where I'm at, and I really think that that in the future, I I really want to kind of look at, you know, kind of six months down the road, what I'm going to be doing. I I kind of have a a midterm goal for June and July which is if I can stay in the two forties up until then and and feel good about it or even lose a little bit more, I'm gonna start looking into having some skin surgery done, removing all this excess excess skin from my stomach, from my chest, from my arms, uh, and potentially even from my legs. Uh, so that's something I'm I'm really curious about to see if I can keep this weight off and keep exercising and keep trying to tighten shit up. In the meantime, but definitely having that as as Something to look forward to. And also doing the um, 8K in February, the 5K in March, the try in April, the 5K in May the uh, sugar daddy in June 5k in July. So those kinds of things that are also coming up also keeping me active and, and looking forward to a bunch of shit. I'm actually flirting with the idea of having my dad and mom come out and all of us doing the 5k in Santa Clarita together the sugar daddy race. All of us doing that together. I think that would be really fun and cool. And maybe Michelle could do it. Maybe my sister would even come out and do it. It would just be like a really fun thing. They have ice cream afterwards and you get a medal and shit and it's just dope and everything is cool and it would just be really great. But I also don't want to burden people with that. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. So, you know, just a a thought. But it is Father's Day weekend and I thought that would be a cool gift for my dad Uh, for him to go for a little 5k walk and he he does that on like almost a daily basis he walks at least three miles a day he's insane him and my uncle kurosh walk a shit ton they walk so much it's ridiculous they're amazing even my aunt melanie came out uh last time she was here and i went on a walk with them and i was like are you you're okay to walk up a hill and they were like laughing at me like are you kidding like this is our jammy jam. This is like what we do. This is our our shit. Like I was like, oh fuck, they're like real legit walkers, you know. So uh, anyway, watch yourself around Melanie June and watch yourself around Kuros June because they will fuck you up. Just letting you know. Okay, that is it. That's all my recap. Uh, I got to spend some time. I do want to say this. This is by the way, it's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world is when someone starts saying goodbye to you and then they remember something and you look at the voice message time left and you're like there's still a minute and a half they're saying goodbye what the fuck and you you don't know what's going to happen but what's going to happen is they're going to go oh shit i just remembered something and then they're going to tell you and it's just the coolest thing i love that uh so anyway so this is the thing i was going to say so i got to spend some time with my uh aunt and uncle and my cousins isabella and kelsey so Kurosha melanie came out and isabella and kelsey came out and that was really cool to see them and hang out with them they came and visited us here in santa clarita and that was really dope and they drove all the way out here in the rain. We got food from the local pub and grill out here, and it was just amazing. They have burgers and salads and all this stuff, and they're not a sponsor, but they should be. Uh, neither is Smokehouse. Smokehouse is a really great barbecue joint out here. I think I, 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 uh, I spoke about them last month too. They are so amazing, so great. Uh, yeah, so we might actually, I might actually want to do a dinner there for our anniversary or something. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Let's figure it out. Today's also my anniversary with my lovely wife. It's our four-year anniversary on January 1st. I know you're listening to this on the 4th, but on the 1st is our anniversary, and this is when I'm recording it. So anyway, I got to go. I loved catching up with everybody. I love doing these every month, so please stay tuned. This is going to keep happening. This is going to keep up, and then the Happiness Challenge podcast will be launching in July. I have a Daruma doll I'm very excited about. Big things are happening. Big things are happening. So they are on the horizon. Wait for it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be epic. You're going to love it. I'm going to love it. Everyone's going to love it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope this episode helped. And if it didn't, then just listen to another episode. Because they're going to keep coming. All right. I will talk to you all later. I love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at MyGastricSleevePodcast.com.